Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line Radio Show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. Hope you're having a great day here. Here in Southern California, although we've had the, you know, I didn't even warn my guest I was going to might rant on this, but it just popped into my head again, as most rants do. Uh, my guest is is Dan Smichko. Dan Smichko is the owner of Cutting Edge Bullets, CuttingEdgeBullets.com, the most amazing hunting and long-range bullets you're going to find. Uh, Dan, I don't know if you've been listening to what's going on out here in Southern California, but we have wind, okay? Maybe the state needs some Beano, but we have wind out here, and our electrical companies, who have not been doing the work they should be doing, are playing catch-up by saying, well, geez, there might be a fire danger. We'll just turn off everybody's electricity. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I heard that. It's true. I mean, I lost power four days this week uh, up in where we live. And, you know, I have a generator. It's more of a pain. But I got to tell you, if Southern California, and I'm talking the metro area, if they lost power for four days, it would be the zombie <laughs> apocalypse. You wouldn't believe what would be going on out there. So it's it's an amazing thing. I think this is one more reason we should all be self-reliant. You know, get yourself a generator, get your water, get your food, know what you're doing, know how to fix a few things here and there. And, and it's really important, folks, because this was a simple Edison turning off our power as opposed to a giant earthquake where they can't turn it back on again. So this really should be a wake up call for everybody out there to get get your stuff. Now, you folks back east, you know, you're you're in Pennsylvania. You guys run into weather every year. You know, there's going to be a storm every year, so you, you're prepared for it. Out here, it's always, you know, uh, flip-flops, shorts, and palm trees, so nothing ever goes <laughs> wrong. You never have to pre- prepare for anything. But I think this is a good wake-up call that you need to do that. You need to make sure that you have a light source. You know, my mag lights came in awesome this year. Um, I've got the rechargeables, so that was nice. But, yeah, you need to have lights, you need to have water, you need to have some way to heat your home, and it's really important because if Southern California lost power for four days, you would see 10 million people losing their dang mind. Their collective, progressive mind would go out the window, and there would be it would be the walking dead. It would be uh, disgusting. So watch out for that, guys. Make sure you're, you're covered. So let me get back to my guest here. I have Dan Smichko. Dan Smichko has been on the show a number of times, and he's been on the show a number of times because he's been involved with this show for a number of years. And I want to thank you right off the bat for that, Dan. You're welcome. You know, you make an amazing, uh, an amazing rifle bullet and pistol bullets too. And the unique thing is they're non-lead. And out here in the state of California with our radical environmentalists who are running excremento we can only hunt with non-lead ammunition in the entire state and that includes quail hunting or dove hunting you still have to have non-lead for that also and at least you give us an option that has a great ballistic coefficient and good terminal performance as opposed to the other options that are out there but first let's go into some of the things that happened the last time we had you on the show 
was just prior to the King of Two Miles competition. You were getting geared up and heading out there. So why don't you give us a quick rundown on what the King of Two Miles is for those who missed that show and how that went. All right. Well, the King of Two Miles is uh, just kind of what it says. It's a uh, competition uh, out to two miles, and uh, I believe the closest target this year was 1,650 yards, and uh, uh, then it went out from there up to through the 2,000, 3,000, all the way to two miles. Where was this at? Uh, it's in uh, the Whittington Center in uh, Raton, New Mexico. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a beautiful facility for something like that, shooting up in the mountain and everything. But, you know, that also uh, creates some challenges for everyone as well. But uh, super fun to shoot that far, and it's uh, the sport has come a long way in the last uh, four or five years here. Um, the Now, I mean, there's hundreds of people literally applying to try to shoot in that match, and... Uh, um, of course, I think they took 72 last year or something like that. So um, it's it's a difficult match to get into if you're not accustomed to shooting or have any history of uh, ELR match shooting. But great match. Uh, we're, we are uh, represented there very well with uh, people that shoot our products, and uh, that's for good reason. It's been proven that, you know, uh, our bullets will fly through transonic uh, stage of flight very well and come out the other end with a high degree of uh, predictability. You know, that's one of the things. Uh, I know a good friend of mine, Pat Casey, who listens to the show, he's always like, you always get into that stuff and go over my head. So transonic. Here, Pat, for you, we're going to dissect this. When, when your bullet leaves the barrel, it's supersonic. Uh, you know, most most firearms are supersonic. It's faster than the speed of sound. So when the bullet goes off, there's the crack of the sound barrier breaking. It's traveling supersonic, faster than the speed of sound. As it comes down thousands of yards away, it is slowing down. Every step it takes, every every foot forward it goes, it reduces its speed a little bit because of the drag of air and gravity and all the other fun stuff that's in physics that I flunked. So as it comes back down, as it's slowing down, it's going to hit a speed level called transonic, which is, help me out, 13, 1400 feet a second? Yeah, right around there, depending on your elevation, but, you know, say 1300 feet is pretty close. So if you start off at 3000 feet a second and you're flying through the air, you're having a great time, and as you start to slow down, the air stacks up in front of your bullet. It's not passing by it as quickly. It kind of builds a resistance in a wall. And in some bullets manufacturing, the way that their lead core could be, or uh, maybe there's a little bit of the swage that when they put the thing together, it's not quite equal. It can cause some wobble. And the last thing you want is a wobble in a bullet if you're trying to shoot it accurately. And it could go 30 degrees left, 30 degrees right, straight down, straight up. You don't know what's happening. All of a sudden, you can't even tell where the bullets are landing because it doesn't pass through that secondary phase cleanly. But you have some some help with that. So pick it up from there if you could, Dan. Yeah, um, there's it's a couple different ways of going about designing bullets and, you know, what kind of performance you're after and... You know, that, that transonic stage of flight for us has always been something from the beginning before people even talked about that kind of thing. 
uh, it, it's been very important to us knowing that we're long-range hunters, long-range shooters. Um, you know, we don't get too excited about getting there the fastest, but we want to get there accurately. <clears throat> so our designs are uh, as uh, aggressive as we can make them without things start changing like your transonic uh, stage of flight uh, going to hell and, you know, you, you have that wobble you're talking about and then, you know, your predictability goes out the window uh, or um, <clears throat> your BC fluctuation, what we saw a lot when we when you go to real aggressive design bullets with a really high BC, uh, <clears throat> you, you will see BC fluctuations you know, 0.02 to 0.05 uh, points, you know, which is huge. You know, when you put that in a ballistic program and you calculate a solution at 2,000 or 3,000 yards, when you have that kind of BC fluctuation, uh, you have a lot of vertical dispersion. You know, so, and I know there, you know, some people claim, well, we don't see that with our bullets. It's like, well, because you don't want to see it. <laughs> well, yeah. so here, and here's what that means is um, like a VLD design. There's some companies out there that have super high BCs, VLD. They don't come back through the transonic as cleanly or as uniformly as others. And if you have a dispersion in your calculation, like you were saying in those numbers, your ballistic coefficient, a little, a little error you would not notice at one, two, three, five hundred yards is compounded like a hyperbola uh, out there at 2,000, 3,000 yards. It just gets worse. And, so if you have that dispersion, if you have a, a small vertical dispersion at 300 yards, you could be looking at a 15 to 20 foot dispersion at, at the yardages you're talking about, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, it'll be, it'll be certainly that much at two miles, you know, of course, uh, the closer you are, the faster your bullet's going, the less that is, but. You know, at so 2,000 yards, things become very apparent like that. <laughs> so you could you could do everything right, your breathing, your sight picture, your mathematics, all that stuff, and have the wrong bullet in there, and your first shot is seven feet high, and your next shot's seven feet low, and you're out of the competition. Yeah, yeah, and that and happens because, you know, you know we have bullets that uh, I will say uh, are not the greatest competition bullet because of the... Uh, uh, the BC fluctuation, you know, and it's, you know, 0.02 points, which is still pretty decent. But when you shoot a bullet that has 0.005 BC fluctuation in a 10 or I don't care if you shoot 100 shots, uh, you absolutely see uh, a decrease in vertical dispersion. Folks, we're going to be right back here with Dan Smichko, Cutting Edge Bullets, CuttingEdgeBullets.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. And you know, according to the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Hear that, Beto? A reminder that Veterans Day is Monday, November 11th, when we honor all those men and women who have served our country in the uniform of all branches of the armed forces who have fought to preserve that right, along with the others we've been given as Americans. Take time to honor a veteran this November 11th. 
Bullseye Sports proudly salutes all who have served, as well as those who have laid down their lives for our freedom. God bless their families. God bless America. Exercise your rights as Americans. If you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. Head on down to Bullseye Sport in Riverside. You need to go for handguns, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. Bullseye Sport in Riverside is on Facebook, Instagram, and at BullseyeSport.com. At Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo on Brockton between Arlington and Central and Riverside, 951 823 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport, where the Inland Empire gets their guns and ammo. 951-823-0211. Folks, I have Dan Smichko here. Dan is the owner of Cutting Edge Bullets. You can find them at CuttingEdgeBullets.com, CuttingEdgeBullets.com. And uh, we're talking about some extreme long-range shooting, stuff that, you know, almost stuff of myth. But these guys are actually pulling it off. We were talking, uh, as we went off there, we used the term dispersion. So again, this is from my buddy Pat. Dispersion equals misses. Dispersion is bad. <laughs> so <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna kick me in the shins next time I see him. He's gonna say anyway. He's he's a great guy. So, but I want to make sure dispersion means that things are not consistent. You're having a uh, a string of shots that are landing vertically. You could be right and left, could be perfect, but your vertical is off because the calculation or the given BC of a bullet varies. And so that's one of the things you were talking about with that, right, Dan? Uh, yes, that's that's what we were talking about. And, uh, you know, the last thing you want is there's so many things that affect your vertical flight that the last thing you want is to have to wonder well, geez, I wonder if my bullets are, you know, was that a, a shot that the BC was 30 points high, or was that a shot that where the BC might have been 30 points lower than the last one? <clears throat> and that just causes you to start chasing your shots. You know, you shoot one shot, and, uh, you know, you say, oh, I need to make an, a, a two MOA adjustment down. Well, next time you make a shot and you drop six MOAs low, it's like, uh-oh. You know, so right away you are kind of hosed when that happens. You start chasing your shots back and forth. So BC, we hear this term a lot, and when it comes to to long range shooting, BC stands for ballistic coefficient, and really what that is, it's your gas mileage. Okay, it's the efficiency of the bullet through the air. The lower, you know, the uh, a BC of one hundred and fifty is like a Dodge Durango. All right, you're going to get 200 miles to the tank no matter what you do. <laughs> Uphill, downhill, towing a boat, you're getting 200 mm-hmm. miles. But BC in the five or 600 range is really where most hunting bullets, uh, high-end precision hunting bullets come in at. And uh, BCs in the sevens and eights um, and even higher, those are these extended long-range specific use bullets that uh, we're talking about in here. But it just means... How efficient a BC of 800 or 0.800, I should say, is extremely efficient as it flies through the air. It's it's very sleek in design. It looks like a rocket, and uh, as opposed to a pistol bullet, which looks like a brick. So those are the differences and why we talk about that on, on a ballistic coefficient. Um, one of the things I think is important for people to realize that the King of Two Miles, everybody shoots stage one, right? Correct. And on stage one, how many out of the 70 people, how many people had, and these are the best shooters in the country and the world, how many shooters had first-round hits? Oh. Cold bore, um, right? <clears throat> cold bore? Uh, two. 
<laughs> Maybe three. I think three. There's a cold board gong. That's your first target. <clears throat> and there's prizes for it, you know, and it's like a one MOA circle. And it's at, uh, this year, I want to say it was around 1650, 1700 yards. <clears throat> and <clears throat> it was... That's a very hard thing to do, you know. Uh, I think there, I do believe there was three people that hit it this year. Three out of 70 of the best shooters in the world. So basically what you're saying is Mark Wahlberg and the movie Shooter is a little hokey? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just because you have a ballistic coefficient on, or a ballistic calculator on your phone does not mean you can make a 1,600-yard cold bore shot. Absolutely not. There's a lot of factors that come into play, even when you, even when you do everything right, which most of most of the people that are playing that game, you know, tend to do things better than, you know, the average Joe. So, oh, well, I mean, they're, they're there for a reason. Do... They're they're into precision. Yeah. These guys understand what they're doing. There's there's engineering. There's mathematics. There's physics that's involved. You know, uh, the guy like Paul Phillips, uh, who's been on the show before, and I know he uses your bullets. Uh, Paul Phillips just shot 7,000 yards, but it's he was on a uh, rifle team for 30 years. These guys know what they're doing. This is not just, hey, man, I bought a, you know, I went down to uh, the store and I grabbed a box of Hornaday shells and I'm shooting 1,700 yeah. yards off the, off the deck, right? It mm. doesn't happen that way. This is, there is so much more to it to do it correctly. And if you want to shoot 1,000 yards and it takes you, you know, three boxes of shells to hit, a, hit the gong, well, you shot at a thousand yards, but it's different from a calculated first shot impact, which is really where the precision and the and the glory is, right? That that is it. Yep. I mean, because you know, you can walk your bullets in, and you know, anybody can do that if you have a good load and a good bullet and a good rifle and and enough bullets. And, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, good mechanics. You still have to have good shooting mechanics, you know, but uh, it's really hard to make that first shot count on a very small target. Yeah. So that's an important thing there. Hey, you know, in California, oh, actually, I brought up Paul Phillips. So in the last part of this section here, let's talk about his most recent adventure. And uh, I'm yeah. not sure where he, did he, was this in uh, Nevada also where he shot this? No, I think it was in New Mexico. All right, New Mexico. Yeah. So I had him on just after he broke the world record, 6,014 yards or something of that nature. He just did 7,000. Can you tell me yeah, about the, what's involved in a shot like that? Well, uh, I don't know if anybody, any of your listeners saw his setup, but it's not like you can just mount a scope on a rifle and uh, shoot 7,000 yards. He had... You know, the Charlie Tarek unit on there. He had two of uh, them. The, the prism, well, the, the one that takes care of vertical and the, and the offset. It right. was offset to the side of his barrel, or you're going to be looking through the barrel. You know, so uh, that was a big deal. You have to have that stuff once you hit a certain yardage. Even with, a, even with the prism unit, you're still going to see barrel once you hit a certain yardage. Unless you have, I can't remember what the other unit was called, where it was, uh, where it offsets the unit off to the side of your barrel. So what what he's talking about here, the Charlie Terak is a, is a great design. It's it's like those uh, kids' prisms you used to have with the mirrors. You look over a, over a fence, you know, um, 
anyway, you used to see them in Mad Magazine. So it's kind of like a periscope like that that is magnetically attached to the end of your scope. And it it elevates, instead of having only 120 uh, minutes of, of adjustment, it might give you 240 or 360 minutes of adjustment. It, it magnifies your adjustments. So that's important. But if you're laying down prone and you're trying to shoot at two miles, the angle you have to shoot at is going to tilt your barrel in front of your scope. And so you can't... See- you cannot see the target because your barrel's in the way because of the angle you have to shoot at. So they now take another prism. Instead of adjusting it vertically, they adjust it horizontally. So it takes it off to the right-hand side or left-hand side of the barrel so you can actually see <laughs> your target downrange. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I Everybody needs one of those, right? Oh, yeah. I think it usually happens at, like, 4,000, 5,000 yards, depending on the caliber, of course, to where, you know, the, you know, the normal prism doesn't get you above the barrel enough to, uh, to not see it when you're holding, you know, for a 5,000 yard shot, which might sound ridiculous. But when you think about, you know, 10 years ago, how many people shot a mile, uh, it was a very, very small number of people. I know yeah. how many people thought they shot a mile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now, now with the new range finders like that Vortex 4000, you know, now you can actually say, oh, geez, my mile range was actually 960 yards. <laughs> that's a fact so that's interesting stuff folks Philip Naiman you can find out uh, Firing Line Radio Show you can find out more of Cutting Edge Bullets at CuttingEdgeBullets.com you can order them directly online this is the bullet you need if you're hunting in California big game this is the one you're going to want we're going to talk about some of the choices coming as we come back here for California hunting we'll right back after this have questions about handgun safety local sports shooting events or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. You can check us out at FiringLineRadio.com, FiringLineRadio.com, and also on our Facebook page. And what you're going to notice on our Facebook page are some of our giveaways. Now, I announced, I think at the beginning of October, I announced that I would be giving away two, two sets of Macmillan MC3 stocks, 
for a Remington 700 and a huge discount on proof research barrels for people who are willing to share some of our posts. So that's going to be coming up here on Saturday on our Facebook page. You're going to see who those winners are. We're going to announce them there. So on the Facebook page, you will get your announcements on that. How do you find it? You go to Facebook and look up Firing Line Radio Show. I mean, come on, guys. This is this is this is 19th century here, right? We can get this done. Uh, some of the other things I like to give away, I like to give away cutting edge bullets. And uh, for those of you who are hunting or want to hunt in the state of California, there's some really, really good offerings. Let me tell you my story about why <laughs> I chose cutting edge. And that's the way this whole arrangement happened. Um, I had to use a lead-free bullet. I shot a boar at 60 yards twice through the chest, right through the shoulders. Watched him run 200 yards up a hill. Then I shot him in the back of the head, and he came all the way down. Anyway, so dead boar. During the autopsy, there's two rounds right through both shoulders that look like there was zero expansion. And this is with one of the more popular copper bullets. I was so disgusted by the lack of performance on this. This was off of a thirty out six too. Lack of performance that I started saying there has to be somebody else out there. And I ran into just on some of the online forums and blogs, ran into this company out of Pennsylvania. So I ordered some bullets and loaded them up and I could not believe the difference in accuracy, difference in expansion and and in terminal performance. Um, on hunting animals. That was amazing. A buddy of mine um, <laughs> who hunted to hone on some of those big bulls, you know, they've had terrible luck with some of the name brand uh, copper bullets out there. I mean, just not getting performance on huge animals. And uh, we switched over to the lasers with cutting edge, and it's it's one shot, and that's it. They're fantastic animals are down. So it is huge when it comes to picking the right bullet for what you're doing and just because it's on the shelf at big five does not make it the right bullet you want to really take a look at your hunting in california because we have these crazy people who run our state and run it into the ground i think we're actually subterranean at this point but they run it so hard into the ground they've made it so difficult just to buy ammunition take a look at reloading Especially if you're going to be hunting and you have high-powered rifle, you want to be able to get the same bullet every time. You want to find your own load, what's going to shoot well in your gun. And if you're relying on what's available at the stores, that's not going to happen. You can't mail order uh, what you always like because we don't have mail order available to us anymore. So you're, you're at maybe at the mercy of what's at your local gun store. So I highly recommend getting into reloading. If you do that, you can customize your stuff. And and you have three different bullet lines for high-powered rifles out here. Well, you have four, but really the three that I want to talk about are the MTH, the Laser, and the Maximus. Can you give us a quick rundown on those, Dan? Sure. Uh, the MTH was our original long-range high-BC bullet. Um, we, it took us a long time to develop that bullet and get the cavity that, you know, was not too aggressive, but yet aggressive enough. And I know, Philip, you've shot a lot of animals with those MTH. I, I love them. And that was the first bullet I ever got. I got it for my 270, yeah. the 130 grainer. And on your website, there's a beautiful four by four that, uh, didn't like that bullet too much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they are, they are good bullets. I mean, we've shot a lot of animals with them, had very good luck. You don't get huge exit holes, but they do the same thing every time. You know, you get a mule deer size animal, you know, you're going to only have an exit hole of like eh, maybe 
a little bit bigger than a golf ball, and I'm talking at long range. I'm not talking up close because you're going to get a bigger one up close. But, you know, I'm talking, you know, out there where your bullet's down into, you know, 2,000 feet per second or less. <clears throat> but, you know, then it's like, well, you know, we should really have a tipped bullet. You know how it is. You know, uh, people like tipped bullets for whatever reason it is. They, they look pretty sexy. Yep. So we did that, and then and, uh, <clears throat> we got outstanding terminal performance uh, with those things. They are just nasty bullets on animals. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. But when we made those, we also discovered that for whatever reason, the BC numbers weren't as high as the MTH, but they were super, super consistent. And that was actually pointed out to us by someone else that was doing some independent testing. And they asked us, you know, did you ever notice how consistent the BC numbers were on those bullets? I said, no, we just look at the average, you know, I really didn't look at it. So we went back through all of our data and it was like, oh my God, why didn't we see this before? You know, where the single digit extreme spreads on BC numbers is just unheard of. But anyway, uh, the lasers are awesome for long range. Uh, and it turns out to be, you know, the number one uh, bullet out there for extreme long range uh, target shooting just because of, you know, uh, basically an accident but hey it's sometimes better to be lucky than good <laughs> better to be good and lucky <clears throat> yeah and good and lucky yeah both is even better and then the maximus line is a non-tipped uh more aggressive bullet than the dmth has a little bit bigger cavity in it it's scored on the inside to give you three or four pieces uh pedals off the front end of that and all of our bullets are a fracturing technology, so those pedals don't hang off. They're like shrapnel when they go inside the animal. And the good thing about the lasers and the Maximus and the uh, the MTH even is you get pass-through performance with those pedals on all of those, but the wound channel is much bigger with the bigger pedals that come off of the lasers and the Maximus than they are with the, uh, the MTH. MTH. <clears throat> now, I've, I think I did 23 animals in a row, one shot with that. I've only recovered one bullet, and that was at 570 yards on a 1,000-pound elk, and it stopped just under the hide on the left-hand side, but it broke both shoulders. So, I mean, it, you know, and this, this elk was huge. And that was, what, the 270? That was the 300 rum. 300 rum? Yeah, okay. that was a 300 rum, a Remington Ultra Magnum, with the 190 grain MTH at mm. 570 yards at 8,000 feet on video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. And, and it was, uh, you know, so an interesting thing is the guy who's filming it with me, um, a good buddy of mine, he shoots a 300 Norman. He likes to use a, uh, a lead core bullet that has a high BC, like a 230 grainer, and it has a high BC, but it's a, it's, a, it's a lead core jacketed bullet. And he thought I'd made a giant mistake when I shot through the shoulders on this animal. He goes, dude, you shot him through the shoulders. Like, oh no, we're in trouble. Because he had, <laughs> seriously, because he had such inconsistent performance with that particular, but he couldn't get them to penetrate. And, uh, there was, there was no, no doubt about the penetration. We saved, I think it was about 80% bullet retention. So the, uh, other 20% were the pedals that came off, but it was, it was amazing. It, it, if you're going to hunt, not everybody hunts, not everybody needs to hunt, but if you're going to hunt, your job 
is to make as clean a harvest as possible. And that's why I'm so big on practicing and using the right equipment and matching the right bullet. Because if you don't, you know, if you wound an animal, that's, that's the worst thing in the world. You shouldn't do that. So picking the right bullet and then the choices you have, the MTH, the Maximus, the lasers, they all do the job. They, they put the terminal energy where it needs to be to give an immediate incapacitation. Right. And, you know, the best part about those bullets are you don't have to shoot them in the high shoulder. You know, these guys that shoot substandard bullets and they shoot little calibers at extreme long ranges and they high shoulder shoot animals, it's like, to me, that is so irritating. It's almost criminal. It's almost criminal. You don't kill that animal with a high shoulder shot. I don't care what anybody says. No. You know, we have shot enough animals over the years. We always have to follow up and kill them once you shoot them in the high shoulder. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that's not possible when the animal falls. You can't see them and get a follow-up shot. So guess what? That animal might be living for 15 minutes or half an hour until you get over there and kill Yeah, it's not, it's not right. No, you have to use the right bullet and, and, uh, you know, trying to boutique it with a a too small of a caliber on too big of an animal, it's not a good choice. Not a good choice. All right. So I want to actually give away, I'm going to give away. So those of you who are hearing this show here today, all right, I've got a box of 30 caliber laser 165, probably the perfect bullet for a 30-06 or a uh, uh, 300 wind mag for hunting here in Southern California. I'm going to give those away. How? Because you're going to go to Firing Line Radio Show on Facebook and say, give me the bullet. First one gets it. Folks, Philip Naiman, FiringLineRadio.com. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of your women. That is good. That is good. And to have an ammo box full of cutting-edge bullets. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, welcome back here. I think if those of you who are listening as we went off the air the last segment here... If you go to our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show, and just put a post up there in the group, in the group page, just put a post up there, I want the bullets. First one that gets that is going to get a set of a box of 30 caliber laser 165s. 30 caliber laser 165s, probably the perfect bullet for a 30-06 or a uh, 300 Win Mag. You know, it's uh, I think the BC is like 500 on that, isn't that right, Dan? Oh, jeez. 
It yeah, it's around be, there. It's got to be. Trust, yeah, it's got to be a little bit higher than that, but it's it, in the five hundreds. Yeah, for a hundred and sixty-five grain bullet, that's extremely efficient. So it adds a whole new life to a thirty caliber. There, three hundred uh, Weatherby Magnum. I mean, this is a great, great cartridge or great bullet for those cartridges. I'm giving away a box of that just to the first person who says, "Send me the bullets." All right. Uh, cutting edge bullets and that's at firing line radio show in the group page it's very easy to join the group all the instructions are there figure it out um and the other thing we have on our competitions i don't know if you knew this or not dan but we have two rules number one is just do what we say number two is no whining um but <laughs> if you complain you're not going to win ever I, I pretty much get, i know the guy who pulls the names you're going to lose um also before i go off the air here i need to announce uh I want to stress the point that on Saturday, or this is Saturday when this is airing, on the Firing Line Radio group page, I'm going to announce the two winners for the MC3 stocks. That's the Macmillan Polymer MC3 stocks. You have your choice of either the Legend, the um, Tradition, in short action or long action, okay? And the colors are whatever the colors are right now, but you have your choice. So you could get a long action or a short action, and you get a huge discount on proof research barrels. So you can help yourself out by making a custom rifle or semi-custom rifle very easily here, folks. So we'll find out who the winners are from sharing our posts online. Hey, you just got, this is Dan uh, Smichko, Cutting Edge Bullets, CuttingEdgeBullets.com. Dan, you just came back from a trip up in Alaska, which sounded like a a heck of a trip. Can you give us a little clue what you're doing up there? Yeah, we, uh, we, it's, of course, I think it's on a lot of people's bucket list to do. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things a couple of years ago, my one brother-in-law said, hey, you know, I got this place that'll fly us in and drop us off on a river and pick us up down the river and, uh, it's a do-it-yourself hunt. Uh, you interested? It's like hell yeah, I'm interested. So uh, and it's in a really good area, and it's very limited on, you know, this type of a hunt. So, so we did. You know, we booked the hunt, and two years later we went, and uh, uh, the it was a lot different than what we thought it was going to be in the sense that when I, I was naive enough to think that okay, we're gonna we're gonna fly in. And he's going to land us on the river. We're going to take all our gear out and chuck it in a raft, and we're going to float down the river. Wrong. You know, when we got to the to the dock where the airplane was and we were loading up, there's two big round balls of stuff, and it's like, oh, God, those are our rafts. <laughs> you know, so we didn't even realize that we had to blow the darn things up. And then the next thing was, so it's loaded in there. It's like, well, you gave us a crash course how to, you know, rig them up and everything. And we get there, and we can't land. The wind is so strong. So he has to go down the river 15 miles and land about 350 yards from the river on an oxbow. So there we are with all this gear. Um, And, you know, you're talking older guys here. You know, we're not spring chickens. Um, So we had all this gear that was, three, 400 yards from the river that we had to pack and drag down there. And those rafts are probably, I don't know how much they were, but they were in a, a ball that wasn't dragging through the grass real easy, and the grass was about four foot tall. But anyway, it was, uh, we caught a lot of big uh, uh, pike. We killed one bull that was uh, awesome, and uh, it was super warm, so it postponed the rut. It should have been... Uh, almost peak rut, you know, the last uh, 
six days of a hunt, but uh, the moose were just not moving. It was in the 60s. We were in our T-shirts hunting, and uh, just a bad, bad thing for big animals to be moving. How was the mosquitoes? Oh, they sucked. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say about it, but they're like as big as horse flies up there, I swear, and uh, just swarming you. Now, the best part, the best time was if you were on the river, you know, and you're floating down the river, then it wasn't so bad, you know, but as soon as you got close to shore, or God forbid you tried to get out and, you know, do a, a hunt, which we we actually couldn't do that much because we had so much river to cover in, you know, 10 days that, you know, we didn't give us a lot of time to actually get out of the river. That's not what this hunt was supposed to be. Yeah. Man, that's but, tough. Yeah, it's tough, you know, and when they're not moving and they're not coming out to the river and they're not calling, you know, and you can't stop and go into where they're living uh, because you just don't have the time, well, then it creates a bit of a problem so how many bears did you see we didn't see a bear but every time we got close to a bank and we looked there's huge bear tracks i mean (laughs) one more wolf tracks one more reason to stay in the boat (laughs) yeah well we killed the one bull and uh it was like we there's one of the places where we could actually get out and we put a a, uh uh sneak up to a, a little uh pond that's about 100 yards from the river and we called this bull we just happened to get right in his bedroom so we started calling and thrashing around and he he just came right in like he was going to kick our ass and uh so anyway we we shot that bull and uh seven hours later it was midnight and it's like man there's no place to set up a tent and you know uh we are beat we were on a gravel bar, so we just took one of those bloody tarps and laid it down on the gravel bar and uh, put our sleeping bags on it and covered up with the other bloody one, and <laughs> and that was it. Bears or no bears, you know? Yeah. It's, that's a wild but, thing up there in Alaska. Oh, yeah. So, so and you usually you like to go up hunting out of Idaho, right, your western hunts? Yeah, yeah. That's Idaho is our state. You know, it's very conducive to long-range hunting. And, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, we're, we had an awesome area at one time for elk until the wolves kind of wiped it out. But, uh, muley hunting is still really good. I mean, we kill, you know, muleys in the 170 to 190 range, which. Nice animals. Pretty yeah. nice, pretty nice deer. Yeah. So I want to bring up one more subject because we only have a couple minutes left here. And that is a lot of people don't realize that you make some amazing pistol bullets. And uh, I've I've got them. I use them in my 45 Long Colt, my 44 Magnum. Uh, I have them loaded because I got them a long time ago. I have them loaded in my uh, my carry guns for your 45 ACP and the nine millimeter. That was your loaded PhD ammo. But if you um, you'd have to have, you have to go through the FFL to mail order them here in California for that. But if you want to load your own. You guys have some amazing hollow points. These things look like flying coffee cans of death. They are huge on the expansive hollow point side. Tell us a little bit about that design. Yeah, that design is our Raptor technology that we have a complete line of rifle and safari line bullets uh, uh, in the Raptor series that are just the most devastating bullet you're ever going to shoot anything with. 
Um, and they're designed so the front end of the bullet comes off, as all of our bullets are, uh, but they come off in flat blades. So being flat like that, they migrate away from the main wound channel drastically. So, you know, in the ballistic gel, anything over a uh, 30 caliber uh, on a 6x6 block that's 18 inches deep, the, the blades are coming out the side of the block. It, it doesn't retain them. Um, so the handgun bullets are just like that. The, you can see a lot of the gel testing if you go to our website cuttingedgebullets.com and go to the, I believe, the technical section or whatever, dig around there, and you'll find the uh, the, the gel videos of uh, all the different calibers being shot, and it's awesome. It's an incredible amount of damage. And the difference with the Raptor technology versus the laser and the Maximus is that being the blades are flat, they spread out from the main wound channel a lot more, but they don't go as deep. You know, so on a... Uh, you know, normal animal type situation, you it'll make it into the second lung, but it won't make it through the off offside. Right. You know, on a bigger deer. And and then the core of it on the pistol bullet is now it's a blunt trauma side that drives all the way through. Yeah, that's uh, you get the best of both worlds with that. We tried to limit the penetration with the handgun rounds. Uh, but we couldn't go any lighter because people already think we're crazy with, you know, how light they are. Right, 45 you know. caliber, 155 grains. Folks, this is Philip Naiman at uh, Firing Line. Who, who am I? Oh, yeah. Firing Line Radio Show, firinglineradio.com. I want to thank my special guest, Dan Smichko, Cutting Edge Bullets, cuttingedgebullets.com. Check them out. Get the right bullet for the right job. Dan, thank you very much. Hey, you're very welcome. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. <laughs> When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.